and welcome to Racing Incident, a Formula One podcast in an American accent. I'm Anna. And I'm Ellen. And we are back with just the two of us. Sorry, no more Willie Ribs. Willie T. Ribs. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Yeah, yeah. So that's something I wanted to mention right up at the top. If you haven't gone back and listened to, if you haven't listened to the previous episode before this one, which was our interview with Willie T. Ribs, you must go back and listen to it. It was epic. It was so much fun. And uh, we got some nice positive feedback on it, too, from some of our listeners. So thanks for that. But yeah, definitely check that out if you haven't already. And as always, I'm going to remind you guys to rate and review us. I actually checked. I have not checked any of our ratings and reviews anywhere up until recently because I try not to care too much about that stuff because you know it's a little bit arbitrary and whatever but uh, we actually have a four out of five star rating so far on Spotify although I didn't check it today I don't know if it's changed and 3.8 out of five on Apple Podcasts because someone there did give us one star it was probably like a racist or a misogynist would be my guess I don't know for sure but like why would someone give one star do you know what I mean like (laughs) it's Look, that seems like a hate rating. Sometimes it, it's really brave to be right. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sorry. you know, I'm fine with that. Like, you can hate rate us all you want, but then we need those of you who love us to offset that by giving the five star rating. So, help us get um, our uh, average up on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please, and anywhere else. Um, there's. Uh, other platforms people listen on that no one ever mentions for some reason on podcasts because I guess those two are the biggest but there are lots of other platforms so wherever you're listening uh, please rate us and write a review if it is possible to write one on there Um, you can also of course email us Uh, maybe instead of doing a hate review you can send a hate email see that that way it doesn't affect our rating Um, (laughs) uh, and our that would be fun and interesting uh, yeah sure I mean I'll just you know ignore it but it'll get you'll get it off your chest and you'll probably feel better um and uh, that email address if you want to hate email us but we prefer love emails of course um <laughs> is uh racing incident pod pod at gmail.com and uh please follow us on social media of course also on twitter and instagram they're both the same racing underscore incident um and uh yeah that's it for housekeeping um how's it going l it is going good um yeah how are you i'm doing well i uh have been really busy at work i moved Um, right so my life is currently in transit and a little bit of a mess (laughs) um other than that uh the country not doing great. It has been a really sad week. I feel like we should probably acknowledge that before we go forward. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're recording this um, for whenever you're listening. We're recording this on 4th of July, which is in the U.S., you know, a holiday. Um, It's it's called Independence Day. It's considered um, this. I don't even actually know the history of the celebration of the 4th of July now that I think about it. Uh, but um, it, you know, is tied to, of course, you know, that America became independent from Britain, yada, yada. It um, it is the day that they signed the Declaration of Independence. Ah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Which didn't actually um, do all the things that (laughs) that, that one would have wanted it to do. In fact, neither did our Constitution initially. It had to be amended to give people rights that didn't 
have them when that was first written. Just saying. Um, you know, we like Bill to give rides, you a little baby. history and all kinds of other stuff on here. Um, yeah. And yeah. So it's just a really difficult um, day for me personally, especially because there was a mass shooting today, uh, which, we, you know, we have them like every other day. Um, but this one, uh, I mean, they're all horrible. Um, this one hap- just so happened to uh, have been um, not that far from where I live. Um, somewhere actually where I used to live, where my family and I used to live. And um, I know that area extremely well. I go to it still now sometimes, and I used to go to it really frequently when we lived there. Um, You know, it was a 4th of July parade, families, children. um, So six people were killed, I think, unless that's changed, because more people have died at the hospital. Yeah, the last I heard was six. Yeah, so, uh, and many, many more injured um, you know, and the, some of those injuries could be severe. Uh, so it's just, it's really difficult, um, really difficult day. And so if you guys hear any weird, I don't think it'll come through on the recording, hopefully, but there are still people doing fireworks apparently today. I don't know if these are independent ones because actually like all the surrounding areas canceled all the things um, in light of this. Uh, I don't know if it was partially yeah. out of like respect or I, I mean, what I took it to mean that it was like, we don't want something like that happening in our town. And uh, since people are going out and shooting things up seemingly every other day now, that maybe we don't want that to happen here. So that's sort of how I took it, honestly, because, um, you know, or also maybe they worry about copycats in these types of situations or things like that. Absolutely, I don't know, but yeah. I, I got actually the text message from my, my local government with the message of like, oh, everything's canceled, go to the website for more details. And I hadn't heard about the shooting. So I was like, oh, I wonder why everything's canceled. I thought maybe there was some, you know, some other reason. <laughs> and yeah, some kind of COVID website. outbreak. Yeah, that's actually what I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was maybe like that there was like the numbers were up or something maybe and they decided it wasn't prudent, you know, because I do live in a fairly civilized area as far as that's concerned. So I thought, you know, um, and, uh, and yeah, I just, you know, like I was like at a playground with my son and then I go and I read about what happened and I, I just like, this is like a sick feeling. Cause I was yeah. like, suddenly I actually was really aware of, I'm like, Oh, what if this happened? Like right here, right now. And I started thinking about like, what's a good place to hide? Where would I, you know, like, where's the right place to run to? Like, what would be the best thing to, and then I just felt sick about having those thoughts, you know? And, um, it's uh, it's just uh, I just want to say to any international listeners that um, I think we've touched on this before <laughs> and just in passing, yeah. but um, uh, please do not tell Americans today or on any day that we have a mass shooting that like, oh, well, you guys are like, what are you doing over there? Look at all the there's so little gun violence in these other countries that have gun control laws. Uh, we know uh, most people in the U.S. are in favor of those kinds of measures. Unfortunately, we have uh, in many states and at the federal level often minoritarian rule by people who are in the minority um, on, on many issues, but they are the ones making the laws or stopping the passage of new laws or that sort of thing. And that's a simplified way of explaining it. There's a lot more to it, but like, please don't come at us with that stuff. Because it's hard enough to be living here dealing with all this, um, you know. <laughs> we yeah. are very aware. We're very aware. Yeah. We, we, know, we know what's going on. We know that it is not normal. 
Um, we don't want it to be normal. Um, yeah. And, you know. And there are many people here fighting, you know, against that. And there are many people here fighting absolutely. for, um, you know, actual gun control and actual and measures. And at again, remember that we also have 50 states. So, like, those, yep. those, those are important, too, because a lot of the time um, a state can make a lot of progress on it, but maybe not at the federal level. Hopefully that can happen someday. But, um, you know, so anyway, just uh, be assured that we've got people on it. Yes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And you guys have your own problems, too. Yeah. So just going to put that out there. Yeah. Well, you know, and also, too, it is a really hurtful thing to have somebody laugh in your face not in your face because it's over the internet, but it's very hurtful <laughs> yeah. to see these things when you're dealing with tragedies like this. And we, mm -hmm. we do it almost every day. Yeah. Like I yeah. want, I want Europeans to think about that and like, and think about what that does to somebody every day. There is another shooting mm -hmm. another every day. And you, or, you know, our Supreme Court is, you've doubtless already heard, you know, yeah, repealing overturned uh, the right to an abortion. Uh, again, not things we want to hear about, like, what is going on in America? Like, what the heck? Like, if you don't know what's going on, then do some reading or do some research to understand what's going on, what's been going on. This has been a, a 40 to 50 year project of the conservative Christian right in the U.S., by the way, to overturn this decision. Um, you know, I've, I've just heard a lot of ignorant um, takes on, yeah. on this and on, on other things going Very on in the US for you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I so I, I personally, I try never to do this about things that are going on in other countries. So if I see a news story about something that's happening in another country that I find, you know, very appalling or sad or, you know, disappointing, sound, sounds like it's a bad thing that happened in that country, I, I might comment on it like, oh, that's too bad or that's, you know, I feel bad for the people in that country. But I definitely don't have any opinions about you know, what that means about the people living there or their government or anything, because I, I'm, I probably don't know that much about it. Unless it's something I have a lot of knowledge about, I'm not going to make any yeah. you know, pronouncements like. So, yeah. Well, um, and OK, thank you, Europeans. Yes. Don't do it. Also, too, <laughs> like just another another point to, to bring up, like until you've had to text your friends who live in Texas in a suburb of San Antonio who is a teacher at an elementary school, hey, are you okay? Because you're worried that the school that just got shot up is the one that she teaches at. And then four weeks later, I have to text her friends who live in Highland Park. Are you okay? Yeah. Do you, are, like, are you safe? Then please don't mm -hmm. speak about this topic because yeah. I, we, it, it's hard, okay? We can't keep living like this and you telling us that this isn't normal and you guys are suck and you guys are so weird is, is really not helpful. And yeah. we know, we know, we're aware um, and yeah. we're trying. Yeah, so don't do it. In fact, I uh, to, to help you, if you want to be uh, empathetic and caring and nice about something in a situation like this, then um, I would just uh, say that it goes, uh, th my advice is to treat it the same as any, any other situation that you may have a close friend or someone you care about that is struggling with something. Um, you know, when they tell you about it or when you hear about it or something like that, your reaction probably isn't to be like, 
oh God, like how could that have happened to you? Or how could like, or what, <laughs> what did you do to make this happen? Or what did, you know, anything like that? Your reaction would probably be to listen, to empathize, to say, is there anything I can do? Uh, and then also to look inward and see if there's anything you can do on your end. Um, there is, I mean, obviously in all these other countries, there are better gun control laws than here, but there are probably things that you can work on in your own country also um, that would uh, maybe not gun control, but maybe other issues. So that's the way to make the world a better place, yeah. not to make other people feel bad. Um, yeah. Okay, that's enough on that, I think. Uh, very depressing, sorry, but had to be said. Um, so um, let's just do a few quick news items before we talk about the race, which was insane. Totally flipping, oh. flipping oh gears here. Oh my God. Here. Like, let me just say that first before we get to it. Like, that was the best race of the season. Holy and crap. probably since we were n newer fans, like for me, definitely is the best race I've ever seen, I think. I mean, yeah, it's up some, there with Interlagos uh, last I mean, year. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome for like, that was awesome in a different way. Totally. Yeah, this totally. one was just, yeah, because that was just like, you know, the Lewis show, which was awesome. Um, but like this, this like had it all. <laughs> it had, it had it all. She's anyway, the total uh, package. <laughs> the total package. Um, so the few quick news things is just since we talked about it before and had been following it, the U.S. TV rights for Formula One have been promised again to ESPN, uh, which is who has had them um, thus far. Well, at least the last thing I read said that the contract wasn't signed yet, but that it was almost a done deal. Um, they are going to be paying somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 90 million per year over a three-year contract period, which is... Cheap. A considerable increase from <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's still it's uh, more but it's cheap it's way more yeah than what but yeah but it's still not that bad really um you know um and so part of the reason of that is actually like we definitely i think we forget um with all this talk of always you know the americanization of f1 and the, it's growing so much in the u.s and blah 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 yeah like it is but like in this article they actually did mention how many that it was like around a million viewers per race currently in the u.s that's so not a lot. for people that don't know the u.s population is what is it like 260 million or so i don't know the city we it's, live in or actually no so the metro area we live in is like 10 million people yeah Okay. And that's one metropolitan area. <laughs> so, the yeah. third largest metropolitan area. Yeah. So not even the one. largest. It's a big one, to be fair. The but, state yeah. of Illinois has like the same amount of people as Australia. Yeah. That's probably so. wrong, but it's something <laughs> like that. Australia only has like 20 million people. Who knows? Oh my God. I just looked it up and like my figure of the U.S. population was very, very uh, from like probably 10 years ago. We have something like 329 and a half million people here. This is as of the last Jesus. census, it looks like. So, yeah, so 329 and a half million people. Um, of course, I don't know what percentage of those are adults, although, of course, kids can watch F1, too. <laughs> but uh, but one million per race, and, not that much. And also, just to I, put it in perspective. Just to point out that the census is oft, often not accurate because yes. um, people who are undocumented choose not to partake in it because they're afraid of retribution or whatever, even though that's supposedly not supposed to happen. But... Um, it, it is often thought that it, it is a mis, miscounted. It's misrepresented the population. Yeah. That it is actually yeah. much more than what, um, you know, the census says. Yeah, in general. Especially our... this, this current census, which um, yeah. Donald Trump decided to end a month early. 
Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So they didn't finish counting, actually. Yeah. They yeah, actually did not finish taking the census. So <laughs> I almost forgot about that. For anyone who's confused, the census is a thing we do every 10 years in the U.S. where we literally, they make an attempt to literally count every person living in the U.S. Um, for various, and then it has huge consequences in terms of funding for all kinds of programs. Yeah, or and things redistricting or, so yeah. for... Um, Con- yeah, congressional districts, congressional districts, and yeah. Anyway, um, if you're European, just you can just uh, tune out for a minute. Okay, uh, but and in fact, I guess you don't care about who has the American TV rights, so you can tune out of that too. But uh, you can come back soon. We're almost done talking about that. <laughs> so yeah, so I, uh, um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that they said that a small number of races might go on ESPN Hate Plus. That. Hate it. Yeah. Hate that. Yeah. They, I guess it's like an option they have on there. So I don't know if it sounds like maybe they will or will not do it. I don't know. But I was like, uh, okay. If I have to pay, if I have to, to pay to watch F1 on a streaming service, I will buy F1 TV. The point of having it on ESPN I mean, is to I, not buy yeah. F1 TV. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah seriously exactly exactly um yeah it's i mean it might just be like a couple races or something but that's still uh not great um so i don't know what the point of that actually would even be because uh you would think that you know they're you're selling this espn plus service to people who are really into seeing like they have i think they have a lot of like um they have like a lot of boxing on there they have like other stuff like tour yeah, PJ, like things. So I would somebody who's into, but if you're only putting like a few races, out of what is even the point of that? Because yeah. if someone wants to watch all the races, then they're and if they're really really against paying money extra money, they'll just be like, well, well, I'll just have to miss those. T- to be or, fair though, I know on ESPN Plus they have La Liga and a few like FA Cup matches. Or I think oh, all yeah, the FA Cup right. matches. So yeah. I think maybe their thought process is. F1 fans are also usually soccer fans, and so yeah, maybe they're already yeah, paying be. for La Liga coverage and FA Cup coverage. Right. So, you know, maybe that's the thought process. Yeah, or I guess it's like anything else. If you're like a diehard F1 fan who wants to see every race and you don't want to pay for F1 TV, then you're going to be like, oh, I can't miss these two races or whatever, however many. So then you sign up for the service and maybe maybe you get to like the service maybe you find other things on the yeah, service you want to watch so i guess that's probably the thinking but yeah i thought it was interesting though that um some other bidders amazon and comcast offered more money netflix was sort of in it but they didn't offer enough money yeah <laughs> uh, probably because i wonder if it's because they're not doing super well uh or at least yeah that's well the, maybe uh, they're not really yeah. ready to commit like in the same probably way that not. f1's not ready to commit to putting all of their content on streaming or not right. having some kind of physical cable presence. Maybe, yeah. you know, Netflix is not ready to commit to that live event thing yep. in the way that Amazon is. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, that being Amazon said... Amazon said that they'd put it, both Amazon and, well, Comcast is like a... Is NBC. TV ...provider here in the U.S., so it's, yeah, NBC, so that would be like a TV. And Amazon said that they would have some kind of a... They would all be on, like, uh, terrestrial television. I don't know what you call it. Uh, those would also somehow all be on. Um, I forget who they said they would have like a deal with to do that. But um, but I think that uh, my guess is like why the because they more money was offered by those entities uh, than ESPN. But I'm guessing my guess anyway would be that F1 would still want to keep it as like a you know. Well, first of all, we already know these people. And we've already worked with them, and they seem to be doing a good enough job. These rights, and there's not because what can really be done beyond like you know I don't know like other than somebody putting together a U.S. commentary team, which I've been told 
uh, by a few people, even though, you know how we've always talked about how like that would be so cool and we yeah. think that would be cool. Apparently the thought processes and, and even not the thought process, but I'm sure there's some like somebody who's actually asked people about this or, or whatever, is that actually Americans don't want, I don't know if this is true universally. Maybe I'm speaking for myself. I don't necessarily need to hear someone in, with a British accent or whatever talking no, about formula one. Absolutely not. Um, I don't need that. <laughs> I, mean, I need less of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why we say we're a Formula One podcast in an American accent, because there's not that many. There's not that many people with American accents in general talking about Formula One, you know? So It's in um, the same way I don't need more soccer commentators with a British accent. Yeah, and that's what I've been told like, by I don't people need that, more like, some people feel like that that's, like, how it should be. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, that that's a European sport, and so you want to hear people with European accents talking about the sport. Otherwise, Ooh. it feels like maybe... Like I don't know, I could see I could see it being true for some Americans. You yeah, know what I mean? That's fair. Maybe even a lot of Americans who think that it it sounds more authoritative that way and more like correct. You know, like these are the people who should be talking about it. I don't think so, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're like okay. I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Exactly. exactly. I don't agree this with is... it. I actually yeah, would no. like to hear Americans talking about motorsport. Same with IndyCar. IndyCar usually has. Or at least on NBC, I think they have I British think they commentators. I have a British guy too, and I'm Indy like, Car is an American why? Sport. <laughs> so you know, there you go. The British—they're just—they just like to take over everything. Colonizers. I mean, we are too. But anyway, <laughs> it's we learned from the actually? British. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. We learned that from the British. All right. So I just yeah. Just Where do you think the there. blueprint came from, guys? I mean, exactly. Like, and we didn't colonize as much. Well, it was also a lot, but um, in the grand scheme of things. But uh, yeah, it's it all started there. Um, We're not justifying this anymore. We're not <laughs> no, justifying. no, it's not good. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that. So I'm I'm happy uh, the things that it's staying on ESPN uh, because there was definitely concern from people. Oh, there is still concern from people that they're going to start seeing commercials. Um, I yeah. think that that concern is still out there now that maybe because maybe people think that they've had to pay so much more money for these rights that I but I'm hoping not because I mean this is isn't ESPN like owned by Disney like they have plenty yes, of money. Yes they have plenty of money. ESPN I, is owned by ABC which is owned by Disney. Yeah I gotta believe that it's not you know. That I'm they, sure they can find a sponsor. Yeah yeah uh and or uh, you know if if just mother's polish isn't enough anymore then you find a few other people and then i'm sure pencil would love to be in on that there you go there you go. so many i'm there, i'm sure there's endless possibilities um so yeah well, i mean i don't i don't need a product like mother's polish but if i did i can tell you that i would buy that one uh because oh i bought some for my thanks. car it looks real nice there you go my there dash go. looks so, yeah, good so sponsors if you you know if, if if ESPN calls you up, definitely sign up for that because we do not want commercials. So what I will, <laughs> yeah, I know. Please no. What I will say <laughs> about, I'm glad that it's staying with ESPN. I think that ESPN provides the most quality sports coverage. Personally, I mean, sure. outside of CBS, but CBS didn't actually bid for the F1 rights. Um, and I think yeah. that's that's partially because um, they don't. Well, they do have a sports channel, but it, it's not as it's not like ESPN and. It's not as robust. It's not as robust. You know, you know, Comcast, NBC. I personally don't love NBC's sports coverage, so I'm glad that it's not with them. Same. I don't like their IndyCar coverage. <laughs> we, I think we've talked we've about, talked about how this much before. we hated for the Olympics. The Olympics yeah. coverage is, is 
God. Atrocious. Freaking awful. It is atrocious. Like you said, it is. It is astoundingly oh, bad, okay? And you know why it's astoundingly bad? Is because all the footage Where is to begin? coming from the <laughs> IOC anyways, so they're not doing any of the camera work. Like, the, right. the commentating is just bad. Outside yeah. of Johnny Weir and, and Terry Lipinski, love all. The them. organization of the broadcast. Oh, it's, like, you know, it's Well, they're doing horrible. that part, surely. The, the IOC is not telling them which stuff to show yes. or when. No, so that's on that. That's, that's the part I really hate. Yeah, I'm like this is terrible. a mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, anyways, okay. yeah. So I'm I'm yeah, glad that you know that. ESPN. It's staying with ESPN. You know ABC. You know they they tend to broadcast a few of the races on ABC, especially. Yeah, like, they will. They will continue to do that. It's you know, in the piece. They will. Yeah, for the ones that they do it for, like the the big ones. It seems like. Yeah, the, the ones American that ones, more, the the yeah, Canada GP, yeah. Mexico City, mm-hmm. and I I don't think Brazil. They did this year, but I could see it happening because it's in a more. American time zone. Um, American time zone. Thank yeah. you. It's more yep. time zone friendly to us versus, yep. you know, Baku or something like that or Australia. <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs> and I, I yes, do always check your listing. Always check your listing as to where where they're showing the race. But they, I, they I tell you, yeah, I was gonna say I do hope that they maybe in the future build out a commentary team. Me too. Or at least have but like I guess one it's person. Not in the cards for now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but that well, one person would kind of like be, I don't know if that would really. But then they could be on so well. You well, like have... you know, like Tim Harini on TSN, which is Canada's ESPN. Yeah. Um, you know, he is the he goes to not I'm not sure if he goes to all of the races, but he goes to a majority of them, and he'll be on the Canadian yeah. Sports Center and ask some questions, and he he has little clips and stuff on the you mm-hmm. know Canadian Sports Center. Yeah. So I you know if, if ESPN could do something like that for an American audience, I think that would be That's really wonderful. True. I would appreciate that. Would be that. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That is nice. Because he, he always asks nice great questions. Could, so yeah, yeah. Well, he's a former racer, yeah. I believe. Um, so that maybe that helps. But um, I mean, it probably helps. <laughs> Although I think a person can ask good questions even if they don't have personal experience as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that that would actually work. I agree with you. That would be good. Okay, so we're available. Uh, ESPN, just call saying, me. Send us to all the races, and we will provide excellent content for you. We promise. Um, so yeah. Give us a call. Okay. Um, real quick before we talk about the race, I just wanted to touch on, well, of course, there was all the other really horrible unpleasantness, um, you know, over the last two weeks with all the racism, the nonstop racism. Um, I wanted not to spend a lot of time on that only because I feel like there are other people that have actually spent a lot of time on it um, on other shows that actually I would like to shout out and recommend, like they're um, on Pit Stop Fracas. Uh, they spent a lot of time on it. Um, um, and also there's this uh, podcast called, uh, I think it's called like Black AF, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, uh, you know what that stands for. Uh, and they spent a lot of time on it as well. And these are both shows that are done by black people. Um, and in the case of Black AF, also a woman uh, who's black. So um those are th- those are I'll put a link for you guys I recommend to listen to those because um, they give a really invaluable perspective on all that stuff that is not heard uh, typically basically in the commentary or the media surrounding Formula One because there are no black people other than you know poor little Naomi Schiff <laughs> I mean I don't say little you know but yeah she's like the, you know the first one um, obviously there's some other people of color but there's no black people and this is specifically 
relating to anti-black racism. Obviously, there's other kinds of racism, but anti-blackness is a specific thing in and of itself. I just want to quickly, though, say um, about all that stuff, uh, please uh, remember that, you know, when we look to get information about whatever issue or topic that we look to get information about and to learn more about, usually we turn to someone who's an expert, right? We turn, we like to turn to someone who knows what they're talking about, about a given issue. So when you want to learn more about F1 Tech, you go to, you know, um, Scarbs or uh, uh, the that guy Bryson on Twitter or, you know, there's uh, lots of, or Sam Collins or Albert. Fabrega, if that's how you say his name, you know, the, who I love. Um, and, uh, you know, or lots of other people. I mean, there are some people, you know, online who are, uh, who have an engineering background. And, and You go to a tech expert. And, yeah, you go to an expert. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, and that goes for lots of things. And I'm sure everyone would agree. So I just want to point out that when it comes to racism, specifically anti-black racism, the experts in that are black people. They are not you they're not your friend they're not your coworker. they're not whoever they are black people those are the experts that's why i want to direct you guys to these podcasts specifically to listen to the point of view that matters the most um so people who are actually victims of that kind of discrimination are the authoritative voice on it and they are who we should be listening to not someone who has never experienced that or who may know someone who has experienced that but you know, it's just not the same. So yeah, uh, <laughs> that's it for that. And uh, on the same, in the same vein, unfortunately, uh, um, unfortunately, Jamie Chadwick uh, this week made kind of a big boo boo. Um, I feel. Uh, if people don't know Jamie Chadwick this year in W Series, which is her third year this year in W Series. Uh, she's racing this year for Caitlyn Jenner's team. Caitlyn Jenner, if you don't know, was um, uh, is a trans woman um, who transitioned in the last, uh, what, five years or so. Ten. Um, and, yeah, uh, and she is the owner of the team. Um, however, Caitlyn Jenner is also a uh, right-wing zealot. Very um, conservative very conservative she does not support really other trans people it seems like other than herself it is a very uh, <laughs> uh classic pull yourself by your bootstraps mentality yeah. which is very common among rich white people yes um yes and which she's she very is wealthy. um you know she was an olympian and she's had a lot of other various uh, yeah. successes, and so yeah. And this is to say, she was like this before she transitioned as well. Yes. Um, yes. and I think it's also <laughs> important to point out that you know, like identities don't exist in the way that they exist online. I don't think that being a woman is like the main identity for Caitlyn Jenner. I think that being a conservative is. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's easy to That's be like. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Well, and she's I, a trans would... person. How does she not support yeah. other trans people? Right. And it it's because right. being a conservative is more important to her than yeah. 
Yeah. I, you know, and I'm not trying to invalidate anything. I just... For sure. Like, most people, I think, could relate to this. We all have different aspects of our identities, whether it's our ethnicity, our religion, our race, our gender, our, you know, anything. I mean, there's our, you know, preference of sports team or whatever, like, things that even, you know, sil not silly, but, like, things that are, you know, less consequential, things like that are part of people's identities. And some are more primary to people than others. So I think you're right about that where that seems to definitely be the case that if if her, the most important part of her identity was that she was a trans woman then I think I feel like she would have different <laughs> beliefs but anyway um there was uh, so Jamie Chadwick is one uh, you know drives for her team uh this season in W series and obviously she's been spending probably a lot of time with her I assume as a result and um you know I mean there was when 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 Caitlyn Jenner came into W Series, which is this is the first season, I think, that uh, she put together a team, you know, there were actually already then people being like, uh, W Series, like, this is not the type of person that maybe you want to have as one of your team owners, just saying. And, I mean, that was including me. I was very disappointed. I, I'm sure there are financial reasons for, you know, I'm sure she's made a big investment and whatever, and W Series is still, again, this is in its, it's in its third season only so it probably needs a cash kind of infusion yeah and attention of course the type of attention she might bring uh you know being the parent of uh, some kardashians and whatever maybe you know those types of things are i'm sure a concern to get more eyes on um on w series maybe you know maybe the kardashians are gonna like come to a race or something i don't know i but anyway she's a well-known famous person so you know maybe that was part of the consideration but Anyhow, like, I don't think it should have happened to begin with, but she's there, and Jamie is driving for her, and Jamie, um, so there was an article in, I mean, I'm sure it was in lots of different sources, but I saw it in The Telegraph, which actually I'm told is a conservative type of news source in it is, the UK. I believe which so, actually, yes. Yeah, which actually makes a lot of sense. In fact, the headline, as is often the case, is a little bit misleading, because, I, yeah. you know, they say, yeah. It's, I thought it's the a headline was a little bit misleading. Yeah, they. I mean, that's, you know, that's how these things go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and so I'm not surprised to know that it's a conservative um, newspaper because, uh, you know, the headline they put was Jamie Chadwick, uh, you know, says Caitlyn Jenner is right. Uh, women's sports must be protected. It's a little like um, NY Posty. Yeah, very. Yeah, which is also another right wing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's like, how they do it. In a top hat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like the New York Post, if it went to Oxford. <laughs> well, I think that's that's exactly the the um, you know that's exactly what it would be like. I think, yeah, we have, and even here we have all uh, uh, different flavors of right wing. Oh zealots, yeah, you know, you've got the fancy ones, you've got the less fancy ones. Anyhow, so yeah, so you know, Jamie didn't actually say you know Caitlyn Jenner's right. What she said, I mean, at least in the article, she's like, I could see her point. Um, you know, saying that apparently Caitlyn Jenner believes, like other conservatives uh, believe, uh, that, or I don't know if a lot of them necessarily all believe that, but they... It's a pretty uh, common have, undercurrent, I would say. They've taken it up as a cause, let's put it that way. I, quick, which I think quick is sometimes side note. disingenuous. Quick side Oh, it's totally disingenuous. Yeah. Quick side note, um, I just wanted to point something out, that the quickest way to fascism is transphobia. Yep. So... Think about yep. that. Chew on it. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I was going to bring that up. You know, it starts, it always starts with the most marginalized. Yes. And um, trans people currently are some of the most marginalized um, uh, folks in our society. And, you know, I'm, I want to remind people about that. If you don't know that there was a famous poem um, during uh, the Nazi Germany period that was written by, I think it was like a Lutheran minister, I want to say, or something like that, where... Um, uh, he, you know, it's, I, I can put a link for you guys cause you know, it's very poignant and still rings true today where he talks about, he's like, first they came for the communists and I didn't say anything cause I wasn't a communist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I didn't say anything cause I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for, and he goes through this whole litany of people that like the Nazis, you know, came for. And then at the end he says, you know, and then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. Um, because they had taken everyone else, you know, basically. Um, and so that's the kind of thing you have to keep in mind, is that if today it's not you, if you're not the group being targeted, that doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know. Um, and that actually, I think, you know, going back to one of the first things we talked about in this podcast, you know, the Supreme Court overruled or repealed Roe v. Wade, which was a yeah. Supreme Court case in the 70s that, you know, guaranteed the constitutional right to abortion under the due process clause of the 14th amendment. That being said, you know, there's all these other very famous Supreme court cases that have set precedents for other things like Obergefell, which, uh, you know, guarantees the constitutional right to same-sex marriage. There is Loving v. Virginia, which is the constitutional right to interracial marriage. There is Griswold v. Connecticut, which is the right to privacy and the right to, you know, medical privacy, essentially. So that um, guaranteed the right to contraception. There are many, many others. Um, and I think the point here is that if you think that this is the stopping point, if you think this is the end. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. They it's won't not. stop. It's no. And and so, uh, you know, what I wanted to say specifically with Jamie saying this is that, I mean, you know, I want to believe that that she um, just doesn't have, you know, and remember when we were talking, we were just talking about how people shouldn't talk about things unless they have a, you know, good deal of knowledge about a situation or whatever the case may be, whether it's about a country's gun laws or whatever, like we were saying for uh, European listeners or for anything else. If you don't know a lot about something or if it really is like something that doesn't affect, uh, you, you can have an opinion on it, of course, but you probably shouldn't be making public statements, especially if you're someone prominent or well-known about that topic if you just don't know a lot about it my guess i don't know for sure but my guess is that jamie just might be like a lot of other people where she just may not have delved very deeply into these issues and to someone who believes that someone like caitlin jenner uh is a nice good person maybe which is maybe what she believes because she's the owner of her team and she's that you know if if someone um you know thinks that oh she's just uh you know she's she's so cool and she's nice and whatever and she says that well, I don't think trans athletes should be able to compete in the sport uh, that aligns with their gender identity because of such and such and such. And if you believe that this is someone who you think is a good person and whatever, you might be like, okay, that seems like they have a point, you know, that, that I can see it from their point of view. Um, you know, and even if she hasn't exactly formed an opinion herself, she has still spoken publicly about this, which is really a problem. You know, when it comes to things like this, you have to know what you're talking about 
before you should say anything publicly about it. I mean, there's a reason that a lot of the time, you know, like let's say when the F1 drivers sometimes are asked about something, like I still remember those early, the press conferences when uh, Russia just had invaded Ukraine and uh, it was still early and like people were being asked about it and some of them didn't know what was going on yet. And they actually said, they were like, I can't really say I don't have a, an opinion because I don't know enough about it. Uh, and while that alone is can, can be come off a little bit like, well, you should know what's going on, at the same time, it's better than saying something when you don't know the situation and possibly, you know, putting your foot in it, really, um, you know, without knowing what's going on. And they, because they're they're well-trained generally, you know, in that type of thing, I, and maybe Jamie hasn't had the benefit of some of that since. Well, um, yeah, you know. I will say it did, it did kind of seem like she was maybe um, like towing the company line a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. Not that that excuses anything, but, um, you know, we do have to remember that she is beholden to a boss, True. essentially. Um, True. Still not great. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, it's I didn't not love great. It. It's not, she could have She could have done the thing where, like, well, I don't have an opinion or I, you know, she could have done that. Um, so, yeah, yeah to, because To be she, fair to her, though, I, I forget the, what this was about, but people did kind of rip daniel ricardo to shreds when he said that he like didn't know enough about something right recently and i don't remember what it was about well like you kind of said like i don't watch the news oh was, okay was never when mind. they were in saudi arabia never mind it was when that's they a little were different yeah yeah that's a little different that's just being <laughs> willfully ignorant yeah exactly. never mind i mean yeah like this, that's that a good out. point and that this is technically um, you know, for someone like Jamie who lives in the UK, where although, <laughs> although I, I might have to point out that the UK is sort of like the hotbed of feminists who are anti-trans people, who are often referred to as turfs, um, trans exclusionary radical trans exclusionary yeah. yes. radical so, feminists. Yeah, so it sounds right? like good radical feminist, yeah. But if you exclude trans people, I mean, that's personally that's not a feminism I want to have anything to do with. Um, trans women are women. Yeah, feminism is about exactly. getting rid of not the about protecting the not boundaries of womanhood. anything else really. Um, yeah, so yeah, exactly. And the patriarchy um, affects us all. And uh, so. yeah, so you know, it was just disappointing, and also just the fact that, like, you know, if she had just—I mean, I don't think—I think she would have just had to do like a little reading or research to know that there's already, you know, like there are like the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, has standards already in place for uh, the requirements for if you're a trans athlete, like they do have to undergo, I think, some kind of testing to make sure their hormone levels are at a certain place or something like that. Like there's already, so this has already been like worked out by an international body, you know? And Yeah. Uh, but, you know, even then it's like, it's just, um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going It's just bad. Point. Sorry. <laughs> it's I, just bad. It's just bad. It's bad. And it's a bad look. And... Like you said, it there is this international body that has kind of worked some of these things out, which yeah, yeah there's some controversy mean, around that perfect, for sure. But, but like, there's at least already something like like they haven't oh, said no trans athletes not. cannot compete at all, which is what people like Caitlyn Jenner believe yes. and other people, um, you know, who believe that believe that they should not be allowed to compete at all in in the yeah yes. And I guess my point was more that like it is not as mm -hmm. simple as just like chromosomes, you know, so. Yeah, we have experts. Yeah, it's not for these as things. simple as that. Like I do understand trans people. I, yeah, I understand are how real people, people go and down these roads. I do. They're. I do. I get it. You know, because like especially if you're a woman in sport, you might you're already feeling, 
you're already in a sort of a you know marginal position where you feel like you're not as valued as male athletes. You're Certainly, not as supported yeah. as male athletes. You're not. I mean, we've talked about, you know, like, I get it. Oh. But, you know. <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. If you've ever played a high school sport as a woman, like, <laughs> yeah, you know that you are not as valued as the, f- yeah, the high school football yeah, team, exactly. no matter how um, terrible So, you know, are. it's like, I get it. I understand. <laughs> you could win all the state championships right. in the world and it um, would not so I understand but you know especially it's not great like and even Jamie said this like in the article she was like well in our sport it technically doesn't matter you know like it's a you know it it's a gender neutral in a sense sport it doesn't matter there's yeah no, there's no there's no separate well <laughs> the W series is sort of a separate category for women but other than that in principle there's no yeah supposedly it's supposedly it's open an open category um, you know yet there are no yeah. women in F3, F1, F2. Unless there is one now, maybe. I can't remember anymore. I remember there was one I in F4. I, but anyway, I, I but haven't yeah. been following. No, yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's not equal there. We so we need to work on that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, and she even said that, and it's like, it, that was another area where I'm like, well, you're not even, you know, you're not even playing in a sport where somebody, where there are separate, you know, uh, divisions for men and women, you know, and it's Categories. like, again, you're a little bit out of your lane here. And, uh, but, but the main thing I will say, and then we have to talk about the race because we've talked about this for so long, is that uh, yes. on the topic of people not staying in their lane, uh, how I became aware of this story actually was unfortunately seeing a tweet from our good friend Will Buxton, uh, where he was like, I guess he had seen people, you know, upset with Jamie over these comments, which, you know, I understand. I mean, I hope no one was being like, abusive or whatever i didn't of course see any of that i don't know and i would hope not yeah you know, I, I, but, ho- I would hope not either but twitter yeah is i mean i would, a under, would understand so. honestly if uh it would come from a trans person potentially or some i mean not actual abuse like i actually don't think any Certainly, trans person yeah. would abuse someone on social media to be quite honest just because they're usually victims of that sort of thing i'm not saying it's impossible but you know because they're not <laughs> right. straight white. So like, men. so Will, uh, you know, he tweeted like, he's like, but I'm Will, gonna Will's get you. Was that like, you know, it was sort of done in this like, uh, it, it was like he was trying to protect Jamie from you know criticism, which I think he thought was like a noble act, probably. Um, you know, saying oh, don't pile on her before you read the article. She's measured and articulate or something like that. I mean, I'll put a link to the tweet for you guys if you want to see it. And you know, read what she says before you pile on, basically. And. I, I mean, I just like, you know, we, we all, you all know how we feel about Will Buxton on this show already. <laughs> I will say, though, that to be fair to Will, that, <laughs> that article, I know, is definitely like you could definitely see some like very, well, actually, you know what? Because I feel like old mm-hmm. British men would agree yeah. with the headline. So maybe my point <laughs> is invalid because. I feel like that is the type of thing, though, where, like, old British white men would be like, I'm going to retweet this mm-hmm. and give my two cents without reading the article because I hate women. You know, they, they just see, like, women, woman, headline, quote, tweet, right. back in my day. We didn't have Our these problems. Men were racers and quiet. racers raced. And yeah. racers smoked and tough ran, guys. You know? Real racers are <laughs> exactly. whatever the James um, Hunt. But uh, yeah, no, like, I mean, it was just so, you know, like, I, and I, like, I, of course, I'm sure you didn't see it or care or whatever, but I, like, actually responded to a tweet saying, like, you know, well, this is not your lane. 
Like this is it's not up to you to make any. I mean, it's it's sort of barely Jamie's lane, as as she is a woman in sport. So at least there's that. Uh, but um, you know, I don't want to hear from anyone about this unless you're a trans woman or a woman in sports or someone that you know really cares about uh, trans people or whatever the case may be I don't want to hear it like he was trying to demonstrate he cared about Jamie so much which is like that's nice but this is not your uh, this is not your place it's not your place to comment on this at all also in the same way when there was shooting Mm -hmm. in I think Texas Mm, um, yeah. you know, there's just so many these days. I can't I think so remember too. all of them, but I'm pretty sure it was the Texas one. And he was like, for you Americans, just so you know, like before you get mad at Europeans about making fun of you, like we're coming yeah. at this from a place of shock. <laughs> yes. As I if we aren't. Those. I remember it was really aggravating. I was like, are you yeah. freaking kidding me right now? Are you really making this about yourself? Well, he's really good. At, he's real good at that. So. I didn't appreciate that. Um, He's, he's an expert at making things about himself. Just the too. last thing I want to say before we move on is that I, uh, obviously Jamie's not going to hear this, but what I hope is that um, maybe someone tells her something about understanding that, you know, she may just be thinking that I'm just kind of saying a thing and saying how I feel and what I think, but um, you have to be aware of the broader context of, again, all this horrible uh, stuff that's happening in the U.S. with legislation that's preventing people from getting um, gender-affirming health care, that's, that's uh, saying that, you know, that is uh, threatening to literally take children away from their parents, potentially, and calling it child abuse if they uh, provide gender-affirming care to their children. Um, and, you know... Oh, and by the way, guess what state that's <laughs> happening? Yeah, it's infor- Texas, unfortunately lots is. of other ones. Just throwing sadly, that out there. And, yeah, but that's one of them for yeah. sure. Yes, yeah, I but mean, Texas started this whole one of was one of the starters of the um, what eventually led to the well, it was a technically a case out of another state that led to abortion being overturned. But they did not help Texas because they had their whole thing uh, before that. Anyway, um, the so I don't think Jamie realizes that there are people with very bad intentions who will use uh, things that someone like her would say in this situation to say, aha, you see, women athletes agree with us. They don't want these trans women in their sports. So you see, we're right, and this is wrong, and we, we have to exclude them. So you have to be aware when you're a public figure of any sort how your words are going to be used and perceived potentially. Um, and, you know, there are people with bad intentions who, even if you have good intentions or whatever. So, I mean, just please, people, educate yourself on things before you talk about them. That, that's all. Okay, on to the race! <laughs> which was yes oh my god uh that was a lot of heavy yeah. stuff so we get to talk about one heavy yeah, thing was, which was ooh. the crash at the beginning yeah but so mostly a lot of fun so much fun okay what is your first of all like what is like your big picture like do you have any like big picture views or ideas about the race as a whole like what was you know yeah instant classic <laughs> instant classic Oh my God. It was, I, I was Same. glued to my screen. Um, I, I barely looked at my phone and usually when I was looking at my phone, my <laughs> yeah. phone, it was to see other people's reactions yeah. to the things I had just seen. And I was like, you saw that too, right? Like you also saw that. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> the noises that came out of my mouth when Hamilton overtook, um, both Leclerc oh, and the end. 
Perez, right? That was like, Towards I, the I end. started like screaming I, and clapping and jumping up and down. It was amazing. I was, I was, yes, I was like, that is that the sexiest hot. thing I've that ever seen hot. in my life. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my God. I know. He was like, what am I watching you. right now? Let um, me just get in there. I the mean, whole okay, race. it didn't last, sadly. But. He's like, he's like, <laughs> while you little boys yeah. play over here, I'm going to yeah. keep moving on. And he did. It, I, you know, and the thing is, like, actually, I almost wanted, well, for I did try to fuck up, well, they did fuck up the race, but, (laughs) excuse my language, but I almost kind of wanted science to allow Leclerc through, because Hamilton would have, like, he would have eaten them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, it depends at what point it would, yeah. Oh, he totally would. Are you kidding me? He would have had a field day. But, um, Yeah. We'll never know because science is much smarter <laughs> yes, than the yes. strategy team. They should. <laughs> I am, and I'm very I happy too, for him for winning. Like, you could but, sort of maybe say that it wasn't, you know, totally on merit in the sense that, I mean, it it wasn't, it wasn't. I think you know it was on I mean? merit, Like, for it sure. was in the sense that he made the right decisions, he did the right things, he handled his you know bozo team very well all that stuff you know he like when they were trying to tell him to like give Charles 10 car lanes out in front you know behind he was like guys like please please don't ask me to do that that's what i mean like if they had done that hamilton would have eaten them this was on the what this was the restart after uh the safety car uh which was caused by esteban Ocon, um who uh, retired uh so yeah it was after that you know that was like that was one of those moments where it's like i mean the team radio from this race was like like I thought we had amazing team radio in Baku when it was like Daniel and Lando being like no let me through no let me through you know like whatever I thought that was this was like 10 times better than any of that unbelievable just like all the team radio was just amazing like all the, the like Mick uh profusely swearing at the end when he finally got his points was just so funny because he's so like wholesome and doesn't do that. that, and of course there's the famous like radio from, or at least I think it's famous. Yeah, where he kept where he was like beep 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 instead of swearing, he said the beep, which was just the cutest thing, of course, you know. But this time he actually swore a lot, and uh, of course he was very happy, and it was so funny because <laughs> I was like Mick, <laughs> so yeah, cute. Yeah. I loved it. I'm happy for him. Um. But why don't you think I, – I mean, here's the thing. I, I think mean, Carlos Sainz won it on merit. Yeah. It's not just about being fast. That's true. That's It's true. not just about that. Um, otherwise, yeah. you know, they're, yeah, they're all fast. Some are faster than others. I mean, yes, Leclerc is faster. Charles, he has more – yeah, Charles but it's, it's was, not I mean, just that, I though. I know, but it has to be said it's not just that faster though. than him with a broken car – and uh, now he did say that then he got he, – yeah. he was struggling early. I mean, he talked about all that, you know, whatever. But – Charles Carr was somewhat debilitated and he was still faster. So. Yeah, but it's not just about yeah, being fast. Yeah, you have to I be guess. able to craft a race. That's why I don't think like, for example, like Max is really fast. I don't think he's necessarily well the best racer. <laughs> yeah, he can't, he can't race wheel to wheel. That's a example. separate matter. Um, yeah, <laughs> like Leclerc can, like Science can, like I mean, like sometimes Hamilton. he can. So it's, it's not sometimes just about being fast. It like depends. it's uh, 
Yeah, or or, or I mean, Lewis, I mean, yeah. he bullied like poor Mick. You know, it has to be said. Like I, I, I do too. That Mick went I think it, that though. people. I've heard like some takes where people are like, "What was he thinking? What was he doing?" And on the one hand, yes, I can see why. I think he yeah. was thinking, "I'm trying to get a drive for next year, yeah, and or I need to thinking, show people you know, what like, I got." I mean, that's racing drivers are racing drivers. They're gonna want that next position. Like it doesn't matter that he was to him. It doesn't matter that he was already in the points, and these were gonna be his first points ever in Formula One. Of course, something he's been waiting to achieve and has taken him a long time you could say you know uh but you know in this season too where now they've had a competitive car you know and, and kevin has scored points on several occasions and, and mick hasn't but you know it's like i think that racing drivers like you can't i would be disappointed if someone like there are times you have to play it safe like for sure yeah. uh but i mean I guess Certainly. maybe with I don't I don't know if I should take that back considering that it was with Max who he was having the battle with who clearly Max I mean in fact now people have made a big deal out of it sort of maybe a little too big a deal because I'm like well did you not know this was who Max was but like Max came out and said like there was he he said in interviews after the race he was like well I knew Mick like you know basically that I knew he'd have to back out or or we would crash and I and he's smart enough to back out and I was like you you're just gonna sit. <laughs> Did you not watch last season? Did you, were we know. not watching the same season but like, last year? I think what people are um, reacting to is that he just, he said it like so blatantly out loud, egregiously, like not being like usually like, you know, uh, usually drivers, it seems like for the most part, even if they are more aggressive or more whatever, uh, will at least like pretend <laughs> that that they're trying to like race cleanly or whatever, you know? Or we'll, we'll say, well, he didn't give me enough space or he didn't, you know. But he said plainly that, like, basically, like, what people have always been saying about Max Verstappen is that he is, uh, you know, either you let me go or we crash. Like, those are the two options. That's what I mean by he's yeah. not, yeah. he doesn't I mean, have but good like, race That's what, it so frustrates me that, like, he could do it if he wanted to because he's a talented driver who could race like that. But it's just there's just like something in him that just will not allow that at certain times. Like, because he did have some, there were, he had battles with Charles earlier in the wow. season that were, and I don't know if that's because it was earlier in the season and he was more like chilled out. I don't know. <laughs> I got this. Which I think he, uh, I think yeah. he's going to run away yeah. with it, to be honest with you. I don't think um, after well, this now, weekend, now I don't think the, uh, the, the talking point part of that talking point with ferrari is that now carlos is only like 11 points or something like that behind i have said it once i will say it again it is well, the now year what of the does ferrari driver, do? you know what i mean like i i mean I, I they scapegoat like leclerc this is a problem of their own making though like let's be 100 percent honest that leclerc oh, is for sure faster it, that he's it's not yeah, his fault no he needs it's to like leclerc's stop trusting them <laughs> no i seriously well and the reason why i'm so glad science decided to be like no screw you guys like this is what i'm doing because ferrari yeah. put themselves in that position yeah. they should have been more forceful in the beginning yeah. and getting yeah. leclerc in front and they weren't and when they were like oh you know keep 10 car lengths with carlos mm -hmm. and he was like no that's yeah. stupid i'm not gonna do that we are going to lose this race if we do that so he mm -hmm. accurately assessed what the picture was and was like no and he has less information yeah. what do you think was their than thought process the about why they like i've been wondering about this for the entire time since the race ended, why did they not let Charles through earlier? Like what it seemed to me, like that and they why they really didn't pit him under the safety car. Well, that's that that was a that. There's no excuse or reason for that. That one is like there's that is that's 
Monica all over again. Even worse, maybe. Maybe it's even worse. I think even worse. Yeah. Honestly, like, even I mean, worse. I, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, I think that maybe what they, I mean, I guess the only thing I can think that they were thinking is that you know, when you have two cars and you know one's in the lead, so you pit one but not the other, thinking that then if you know um, uh, that they could have switched them if they wanted to, but then he's on old tires. There's nothing. Yes, but and then on top of that, it's yeah. a safety car. Everybody is pitting, so it doesn't really yeah. matter about the track position. The only right. person who didn't yeah. pit was Kevin Nagy. I mean, I'm yeah, sorry, exactly. but the Ferrari is going to beat the Haas. Like, that's not it, a concern. That's not a, a problem. Not a concern. I, I, not a yeah, concern. I, like, I don't. There's no excuse. And you know what worries me more for for any Tifosi or for any fans of Charles or any which you know I don't know if I'm exactly one, but I wouldn't mind. Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Charles than Max. I think we both would. So sadly for us, we do have some skin in the game where I wish Ferrari weren't bozos. Uh, but like, what's what's more troubling even than these poor decisions is that when they're asked about it afterwards, I saw Mattia Bonotto being asked about it after the race, and he said some bullshit like as if that there was like they don't i think what you said you i think you said it uh, a couple weeks ago they don't think they do anything wrong when they I do these things i have been saying this yes you were right exactly they're gonna scapegoat their drivers this is what they did to some i mean Vettel, i feel like they're not they're which not is so absurd. drivers it's I think, right now, but they are but they well maybe <laughs> yeah maybe oh they'll get there <laughs> but they'll also <laughs> they'll get there if they if they <laughs> yeah. screw up enough which they will I mean, they that will would start just to skate, be horrible. Scapegoat. But um, but anyway, it, that's what's really disturbing, you know, is that you can't say like, oh, you know what? Because we, uh, look, I mean, you can at least say like that thing about like, well, hindsight's twenty twenty, and maybe we made the wrong call, and now we see that it, you know something like that. But they won't even say that. Maybe. <laughs> I think their problem is is that they are on too high of a pedestal because it yeah. is. This legendary Ferrari mm-hmm. Ferrari they've, you know, dr- the they've drunk their own right? Kool-Aid like, is what you're saying everybody wants to drive yes yeah. yes like everybody wants yeah. to drive yeah. a Ferrari everyone's a Ferrari fan like it doesn't matter if you're if you love Mercedes or whatever yeah. at I think the unfortunately core of it, everybody the problem is also fan. is that Charles has also drank the Kool-Aid right like that's the impression that I get that he's oh, more like absolutely like Carlos is yeah Every, Carlos I mean, is sort of like where he's buy-in. like oh I'm at Ferrari and this is amazing and I've won my first race with Ferrari but I think Carlos well while he has partially you know drank the Kool-Aid he also has a part of himself that understands that he has to look out for himself that he has to do what's what's but you know that the team yeah. he has to of course get along with the team and the team to be happy with him and blah 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 but he also understands that he cannot put his entire faith and trust in them and he has to look out for himself too Charles doesn't seem to have that he's like exactly they love me they want what's best and for I, me i'm gonna listen to if, them no Charles, no baby well they're calling him like you'll yeah. press dinato right like the predestined one i will say though if logic dictates with science Daniel Ricardo was going to take his seat <laughs> next year. Um, because I keep saying, it's like every two years, <laughs> well, Daniel that, Ricardo takes a seat. I don't think that's going to happen in this case. <laughs> I mean. Logic. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I think that yes. science is more acutely aware that yes. like he could be without a drive. Um, and, and he needs to prove yeah. that he can provide value. Um, and that, I, I think, also is probably why yeah. he was like, no, screw you guys. I'm going to win this race because, it, yeah, I, you know, yeah, he's been grinding yeah. for a long time. He deserves to win. 
And he needs to show I, that I he can win races. Are, um, I just, yeah, I think that they're not, on the one hand, it's like you could say that they've managed their drivers well, but I don't think that's anything due to Ferrari. I think that Carlos and Charles are just very professional, friendly, good guys. Like they're, they have, folks have had to already work together before the team had a, um, you know, winning car. Uh, so they had that time to build up that rapport and that desire to work together and be, and also, you know, there's always the talk of like, as a Ferrari driver, you're expected to drive for Ferrari. You're not driving for yourself. You're driving for Ferrari, you know? So, but Carlos was like, screw Wait. that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, <laughs> well he was like yeah, this yeah. you guys yeah, fucked what up am i supposed strategy. to do no like this is gonna be and well and the thing is too is like that was also the yes. best outcome for the team in that yeah. moment in yeah. which he made that i mean decision. they should have had a, i mean first so, of all Charles should have won number one know. again or they could have had a one two like if they didn't you know i mean it's just it like what else what are these guys gonna do next like i just don't even i'm i'm scared i mean it was not a scientific poll but i but i put uh, i put like a poll on i put a poll on our twitter here's like, what they're gonna uh, do for are gonna have to think fast on their feet tomorrow for the race this was before the race had started you know where because like you know, Carlos was on pole, but Charles was down in third, you know, and now it's like, what's going to happen, you know, with Max there and, and with Checo right behind Charles and whatever. And like, they're going to have to make good strategy decisions. Are they equal to the task? And it was only 25 responses, but I want to say that it's very unusual in a Twitter poll for people to, for everyone to pick one or the other option or something like that. Even very unusual. Literally very nobody unusual. said that, yes, that they're going to be okay, that they're going to, you know, be able to make good decisions. Everyone was like, LOL, no. <laughs> okay, this is this is what's going to happen next year. They're going to fire Carlos Sign for mm. some stupid reason. Wait, but he has... He has because a, they he need has to prove to Charles that they're all I mean, yes, I know him. those are technically not worth the paper they're printed on or whatever. But, like, he technically does have a two-year contract, so... <laughs> Nothing at Ferrari makes sense. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing makes sense there. <laughs> so they're going to fire Carlos Sainz because they need to prove to Charles that they're all in on him. <laughs> they're going to bring in Daniel Ricciardo because no, he can still... No, I don't know. You, this you, is, you no, wanna, seriously. You still want to win the constructors, no, no, no. don't listen, you? Like, no, listen to, to this do. theory. No. I no, Daniel Ricardo can win races. I just think the McLaren is bad, okay? Yeah, and he well, doesn't he's not Lando's comfortable, comfortable in, it. in it though. You put him in the Ferrari. <laughs> Okay. Because the car is like, built for him. Okay, I know. We've talked about this before. Anyways, my back to my theory. <laughs> my theory. They're going to fire Carlos Sainz because oh. they need to prove to Charles that they're all in on him, right? So they're going to bring in Daniel Ricciardo because he can, like, kind of get the car, you know, up into the constructors, winning places, but he's not going to be the craziest Charles. idea I've ever heard. You know? You know what I mean? <laughs> this is Ferrari, though. Like, let's be real here. And... You know, Italian yeah, driver, Italian you know, heritage, Italian, but like yeah. Italian heritage driver yeah. in the Italian <laughs> car. I mean, it makes that in, would in be my insane, mind it makes sense, but right? Okay, okay. Sure. <laughs> but this way, yeah, like Cheryl yeah. can win all the races, <sighs> and then but then they're gonna screw up the strategy again. Yeah, and then, I think they're. I mean, know, I hate to say it, but it's like they're being too. They're gonna be back to square one. Uh, too cautious with 
the feelings of both drivers, which like I understand you have to do to some extent, but it's like Charles is the one who, realistically speaking, probably is more likely to be in the title fight and, and was earlier. And so you've got to put your eggs in that basket. Like where people criticized Red Bull, and I think justifiably so, for doing team orders way too early in, uh, where was it, Barcelona? Um, you know, I think Ferrari are yeah. not doing them early enough. We're not doing, now it's getting a little later. And they, you know. Well, they just have an yeah, inability to make decisions. <laughs> it's like they can't. Yeah, they're like, yeah, well, yeah, should yeah. we or should we not? You know, like it. You know, they're like picking a daisy. Like yes. she loves me. Let him through. Me don't not. let him through. Let him through. Don't let him through. Let's see how this pans out. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, that you're right. They. It seems like it's some. They're like. It's indecision. They're like pulling cards. Like, <laughs> what does my card it's say total today? Decision. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. It's it's very. Cons- I feel so bad for Charlotte. And they're honestly. like, um. I feel. I mean, I feel bad for them both. I guess in a sense, yeah. but like Carlos is somehow handling it better, and plus also realistically probably not in the title fight as much as Charles. So for him, it's like he gets a win. It's like a bonus. It's you know a little icing on the cake. He's already driving for Ferrari. He's happy. He gets a win. You know, but Charles wants to. I mean, I'm sure they both want to be champion of the world, of course, like everyone does. But, uh, but yeah, they. Of I course, mean, yes. I, uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, this is, it's looking, it's looking not good uh, for for poor Charles and for Ferrari yeah. as a whole. I mean, well, yeah. Um. So let's. Yes. Let's kind of wrap up here. But I first, before we wrap up, I just want to touch on. Yeah. The crash at the beginning. We're very, very happy yeah, that Joe relief. is okay. Mm-hmm. And same with Alex. Alex he had is the okay best well. helmet. Um, of I the think weekend, that by the way, in my opinion, with the pets Albon on there, pets. that was so amazing. Like I love. I totally didn't know about it at all beforehand. A lot of the time, I'm sure it was like probably on social media or whatever. But I kind of had a lot going on this week, and I didn't see it. And then when they showed it on the broadcast, I was like, Oh my god, that is the cutest thing. So cute. So, yeah, very so big cute. relief that they're okay. Yeah. yeah. Very happy they're okay. And I also want to point out, um, for me at least, driver of the day was definitely Aww, George Russell yeah. for um, getting out of his car and making sure that, you know, he got he helped get Alex out of his car yeah. and then helped extract Joe out and was stayed there with him, which I think is kind of immeasurable in amount of support that he was able to support provide him in like a very sure. vulnerable and scary situation totally um, yeah, and so in that fact, is why you know, it George has Russell to be said like of the day he did me. uh he did end his race by doing that because as i understand we don't actually know whether he would have been able to get his car going again or not because whether people uh, if people are confused about that um the rule is you have to come back to the if it's a red flag you have to come back to the pits on your own steam basically like if your car has to be you know lifted or pulled or whatever yeah. thing like that's it you're out because also then no one can touch the car so you're done the part of it too you know that and he did tell like he did say that he told the stewards like leave it like I'm gonna try like because he was gonna he wanted to go see if he could help Joe and then if he you know couldn't or if he could come back to his car I think he was gonna try to get it going and he might have been able to we don't actually know um but he but then they I don't know they, yeah. they figured they needed to get it out of the way I'm not sure and so then then they were already touching it so then that's it and he he tried to argue with the FIA but they were like nope 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 and those I mean those those are the rules like that's nope, that's sorry. that's the way it is 
Um, so I'm sure he, whether he thought about that or not, uh, uh, you know, maybe it was just a split second thing, but he did, if he did think about it, then he thought that it was more important that he should go see if he could help or uh, do something or then, then continue, which of course, you know, can you imagine, you know, he's been waiting his whole life to drive a Mercedes at Silverstone, you know, as a British driver, of course, and I'm sure he would have, um, you know, wanted to be in the rest of that race if he could. Uh, we don't know whether he could have or not because we don't know whether they would have been able to fix this car or not, but it was a very long red flag, of course, because of all the... It was like 45 minutes or something. So there's a. Yeah, very yeah. long. It took a long yeah. time to Had extract. Had he been able to get back dough. to the pits, they might have um, been able and to actually this, uh, fix things. And so, yeah. Yeah, but this leads into just a quick point I wanted to make. Um, the roll hoop, like. Yes, very concerning. On the car. Very concerning. Uh, which is a huge yes. problem. And th- thank God for the halo. Yeah. Like, that truly saved his life. And I feel like we say that One at least. <laughs> Yeah, or more once often. a season. Now, um, in the F2 race, it also. But the FIA, yeah. yeah. But the you know the FIA really needs to look I'm into. I'm sure they I think will because they do tend to. I think they do after sure, any kind of big incident. The roll hoop at, issue because now also people are saying like, well, that doesn't seem like they need to rethink maybe that catch fencing where that is in relation to the barrier because like yes. you cannot have someone get stuck in there like that. Oh like God. that's just not good because then it's, it was very hard. That's not yeah. good. And what if there were marshals back there? It could have been like, really bad. This could have been and so then, much you worse know, like if he, than it took him, was. You could see why it took them a long time to get him and, out and extract him, whatever. And like, if there had been something life-threatening, yeah, I mean, and that would have been caught like on a fire. disaster, oh my God. right? Yeah. So, you know, probably. Well, and, and also, too, there was, oh, yeah. I guess, some protesters <laughs> at Silverstone. I think they um, did that get That tried to get on the track. Yeah. Yeah, oh, right. yes, they did, right. but the red flag was yeah. happening, so... Yeah, I heard some drivers later well, saying they th- thought that was why it initially do that. they didn't see the crash, or if they didn't know what they were like, oh, they thought it was, that was why it was the red flag, because there were, like, people out on, you know, uh, which would have made yeah. sense. Like, and, and, like, protests protests are supposed yeah. to be uncomfortable and not fun, but don't, don't yeah, no. put yourself in the way of, like, a 200-mile-per-hour machine like that's a bad idea and that could have really no, that's, yeah, that's been dangerous no. for everybody no. involved there are um, other ways to so please don't do dis- that to really majorly there are other ways and to make a point and to be seen um without risking anyone's life like that's just you know and it's yeah. not even just the protesters life. right like it, right. it's drivers it's the marshals it's the fans it's everybody involved and no that actually will no, not help your cause in this case and i i don't know who's running things over there at Extinction Rebellion in the UK, but I think you need some different leadership perhaps because, again, it's totally uh, cool to do a protest and to make it be very disruptive and very, but please do not risk anyone's life, including your own, um, you know, I mean, or, I mean, I guess people are on their own recognizance in terms of risking your own life, but when it could risk the lives of other people, or imagine even if, even if like a driver like hit you and killed you, like, and they weren't injured, like someone would have to live with that for the rest of their life, which is not a great thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but no. I mean, just very quickly, I did want to mention the, the C, that the stewarding once again is, is like all over the place, right? Like there's, I mean, just very quickly, because yeah. this has already been talked about, I feel like by a lot of people, whatever, but like, there was so much stuff that there was like a lot of stuff that was investigated and nothing happened. Some things weren't even investigated. It was, um, I, I have, I have 
feelings about it because once again, it's the inconsistency. Even the inconsistency of something like that, you know, I yep. mean, pe maybe people have seen, I'll put a link to, you know, Fernando Alonso has been characteristically, like that's his entire job is to complain about the FIA and penalties he was or wasn't given or whatever, or other people are or aren't given. It's his entire job. It's his MO. And normally I, you like brush it off like, okay, Fernando, whatever. Uh, but stop whining. I'm so tired. Uh, but in this case, technically he had a point. He, he was saying that he got a penalty in Canada for weaving on the straight, a five second penalty. He said that Charles was weaving as well, which, you know, frankly he was, uh, if they apply a rule to one person, they should apply it equally and in the same way to another. And he was saying, Oh, I expected to get promoted to whatever place because he was going to get a penalty. And it almost seems like he's joking when he's saying that, but I, th well, he sort of is because he knows it didn't happen, but in the, but he's, he was kind of expecting that that could happen because, you know, and, and that's, and that's fair, honestly. Like if he, if he got a penalty, then, then so should Charles have. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. should have gotten a penalty I just, as well. You know, it's so like there's, and there's already been so much other stuff like that this season. There was Alex ignoring like 1500,000 blue flags in Monaco. There was, you know, there were people there, there've been all these things already. It's like, again, like this is now not playing so far. Thank God not uh, a role in the championship, uh, so to speak. Although uh, you could say it plays a role in constructors. If Sergio had gotten a penalty in the, then he would have gotten fewer points potentially if he would, I mean, it does still play a role. And like, we just want, I just don't understand. Like, this is not a serious sport. <laughs> it's not a, no, it's not it's a objectively serious sport when you have like people. In fact, I was I was even I even had that feeling when they were at the restart, the initial one after Joe's horrible accident, when they were like, OK, we're going to start from the grid positions, not from where people were on the track when the and that. OK, so but apparently that was it's, so uh, it's completely valid in terms of the that they didn't go by the um, safety car marker or whatever that like the marker is like apparently that's whatever that's okay so it's through but like the amount of time and that elapsed before um crofty and martin brundle were able to explain that or to say why that was was actually quite long and and there it's you're supposed to be like the yes. people who are commentating on the race people consider and expect that those people are are as close to an expert as possible on everything that's going on because that's their job to explain it to viewers they genuinely had no clue similar to how in monaco they had no clue why they weren't doing a standing restart why they weren't doing a standing start why it was a start behind the safety car well you know again sometimes it's just things like information is not getting to them like in monaco uh they were saying that the lights weren't working so they couldn't do the seek which okay makes sense you can't do a start without the lights not working out Obviously, you know, can't do a standing start, but they weren't getting that information here. They didn't even know, I guess, about this. Like, you know, I mean, has this really never, ever happened in Formula One before? Maybe. Maybe that's is this the first incident ever to have happened early enough before that marker? OK, but like then they should be getting that information from race control very quickly. It shouldn't be difficult to get the like the commentators are that should you know they should get that information quickly they should and okay oh now we found out what it is and now we're going to tell you guys and they did eventually but it was like i, I it was a very long it did time seem like it was a long time because they kept going on about yeah, why like they, they didn't, didn't understand, they, didn't understand. They, they were in the Which same position we all were, we're well concerning. you guys are supposed to be the experts you've been doing this for 20 years 30 whatever you know like and you don't know what's going on like not a serious sport i'm sorry 
Like, not a serious sport. Like, you would not have this, maybe in some arcane, weird situation, like I'm trying to think of, like, in, in American sports that we've watched, like football or baseball or, you know, hockey or, what. you know, maybe you would have had someone kind of not be 100% sure, maybe, of a, who's the commentator. But usually they at least have some idea or they may know, they know, like, why something's happening and they may not know the full explanation or whatever. But I, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's all, it's, it's <laughs> Get your act together, Formula One. Like I don't get it. I, I, not a serious sport. I'm telling you, there's, there's some growing pains here still in this process of like, them become like I think Formula One wants to be a sport, but it's not quite there yet. I feel like a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? Well, no, it's not even that. Like I mean, Formula One has been around yeah, for a long but they, time. I feel like they were like. I mean, not, so this rule can't like, be that it's new. It's been around for a long time. And yes, it's always gone around the world and has been an international sport. But like, but I feel like they there were a lot of things that were not professionalized, you know, up until I think even as recently as when Liberty Media bought it, you know, from Bernie. I think I I think they just. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, I, I don't know. Have I'd still, have to go I back. There's and... still things that they're like, you know, that need to be thought about carefully and how you know. Again, how you make an impression that this is a real sport with real rules that people know and understand and are, uh, you know, consistently applied. I mean, we're still working on that one. To be fair, to be fair, I feel like every time <laughs> I watch an NFL game, okay, there is a new rule. Yeah, all right. And a rule but, like, they game. still consistently so, apply it probably, fair, don't they, or they try their best. One. Yeah. Eh, they try their best. I mean, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is try your best. Like there definitely seem to be things that are glaring. Like, like. Well, I don't. I think part of the problem is that there's a rotating guess, group of stewards. Then, uh, then that's something maybe that needs to be rethought. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know that somehow. The, I. Well. Yeah. Yes. Well. Why have don't we to. table this for another day we and have, have a to. lengthy we'll discussion to. about yeah. it? All right. Um, I've complained enough. Uh, let us go to Tweet of the Week and then wrap this up, even though there's, of course, 500,000 other things to say about this race, just mainly like, wow, it was amazing. I wasn't mad at that podium, you know? I can't say I, can't say I was mad at it. No, not uh, mad at all. But anyway, our Tweet of the Week winner is, for the second week in a row, is uh, our friend Scotty, um, who <laughs> I had tweeted uh, that I can't handle the stress of this race. Um, and this was in that like last, I think, 10 or 15 laps probably is when I was when I posted that. And uh, and Scotty said who invited Alonzo, which, you know, if people recall, like it was like it was like Perez, Hamilton, uh, Charles, Carlos. And then, hello, <laughs> Alonzo showed up on the scene, you know, like he often does. Um, and so Scotty was like, who invited Alonzo? And I said he always invites himself, doesn't he? And then um, his, uh, he tweeted a very funny gif. You know, we love our gifts. Uh, he was like, Alonzo joining the party, and it's like this guy opens the door, and then he slams it in the people's face, which is, you know, to be fair, how we feel about Fernando Alonzo a lot of the time. And Scotty knows this. <laughs> I, I know, I like but, Fernando, like, but so. you know what I mean? Like, he's... <laughs> he is psychotic, and I'm here I'm a little for concerned it. about you now. I'm a little worried now that you've said that because, Why? like, you know, I, I... He always provides interesting... That's true, but so does Christian Horner, you could say. So does, you know, like, there's... <laughs> okay, I don't like fine. him, but it provides drama. Actually, that's not true. I don't hate him. I just think that he opens his mouth a little bit too much. But to be fair, 
I think that he plays the game really well, and other I think you, you could, know other well, bosses. Well, you meant Christian, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no. Well, he's uh, he's no, good he's at the politics. Like, I mean, I he's good at the politics. Can't really take anything away from him there. Technically, I I don't like it, but yeah, but it's and I have to say. But yeah, I love Alonzo. He when you get a little <laughs> Alonzo magic on the track. Yeah, no, it's good. All right, Ooh. all right. I just I can't. I can't. I can't get over good the racing. fact that like, oh, plan, you know, man. He. I can't get over the stuff with Lewis. Oh, the fact yeah, that he yeah. hates Lewis. It's it's just funny. It's funny to me at this point because he's so like. Lewis That's why I was freaking out. His mind I was freaking free. out, and he's like and on Lewis's so ass, obvious. like he was sniffing his behind basically like he was right there and i was like oh god like i'm like this guy would love nothing more yeah. and well lewis is just like fernando who for lewis you know yeah i think i will cause problems on purpose that pretty is much. fernando pretty much. So, yeah i was very scared and yeah scotty summed it up well in that gif i would slam the door in his face if he showed up to my party okay i probably wouldn't but in, in terms of that particular party where he was on lewis's ass and i was very very concerned i i want yeah Luckily, nothing transpired, uh, which was a relief. But yeah, I was scared there for a second. <laughs> so, all right, uh, we will wrap this up now that it's been going for way too long. Uh, but um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and as always. And uh, we will uh, catch you next week for the Austrian Grand Prix. Yeah, see you guys. Or yes, post. Yeah, um, scared. Ring. Scared going into the. Well, you know, the Why lion's den, so to speak, going over. I uh, Yeah, but he's uh, okay. <laughs> but that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> he, I mean, unless, I mean, I know they'll be wearing lederhosen and stuff like that, so that'll be cool, you know, whatever. I mean, I hope they do that again. <laughs> I, uh, although poor Yuki looked very unhappy we last year, see. I must say. <laughs> And poor Yuki he, had a yeah, bad time in, in the race, which we didn't even have time to talk about. But anyway, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, there were so many things to possibly, talk about in this race. You can't possibly um, even sum everything up. It was crazy. Yeah. So there are plenty of other <laughs> Formula One podcasts that we love. Or, or don't. Please no, listen just to kidding. them. <laughs> I mean, obviously, listen to us first, and then you can listen to the other ones. That's fine. With that. And with that, we bid you adieu. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We are an independent podcast made with love and we appreciate each and every one of you who listens. Racing Incident is hosted by me, Anna Tarkov, and Ellen Nolly. It is produced by myself and Ellen and editing and tech support is by Tim Rodriguez. Charles, what's happened with Max? Nothing, just an incident on the race.